Coming to you live from my apartment. It's Rob Has a Podcast. And now here's the guy who also refers to Jeff Probst as the Lord. Rob Sesternino. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of Rob Has a Podcast. I am Rob Sesternino, and we have got a great show for you guys here. Well, for one, we're going to continue talking to What Else is New? This horrible Matsing tribe. They keep losing every week. They keep going back to Tribal Council. Once again, four weeks in a row, we're going to talk about them to start off the show with our guest this week, who is none other than from Survivor Fiji, Mr. Yao Man Chan. Everybody loves Yao Man. We're going to talk with Yao Man. I haven't had him back on the podcast since literally he was the third Survivor guest that we had on the show uh, back in February 2010, so a very long time since we had Yao Man on the show, far too long, so hear what he has to say uh, about this new season of Survivor, and uh, we're very excited uh, to be going along here as we get to the end of the year, as we start to look back at the whole of 2012, as it is concerned with uh, Rob Has a Podcast, it is time for the, once again, for the podcast awards, and we cannot be the greatest podcast to never win a podcast award unless we are nominated. This week is the nominations for podcast awards, so if you would be so kind as you listen to this podcast today, it would mean a lot to me to be nominated once again. We've been nominated the last two years for Best Entertainment Podcast. If you want to check out podcastawards.com, you can nominate other podcasts that you like, but for entertainment, we ask that you nominate Rob has a podcast for your best entertainment podcast. Uh, we very much appreciate it. I appreciate it, and Nicole appreciates it, although Nicole can't be with us tonight. No, she's not working. Nicole is out at Madonna. Madonna concert for Nicole. So uh, we'll see We'll see how that goes. I can't imagine how much fun a Madonna concert is, but maybe it's more fun than losing at Tribal Council uh, or uh, in the Immunity Challenge every week like this uh, Matt Singh tribe. Uh, for those of you guys... Make sure that you are subscribed on iTunes and uh, have the podcast app on your iOS devices. Make sure you're all set up with that as we go along and get ready for the show. And as we say every week here, treat yourself to something nice as you're listening to the show. Whatever pops into your head, if you need it, they've probably got it on Amazon.com. Go to RobHasAWebsite.com slash Amazon for all of your shopping needs. We get a little commission, help support the show. You don't pay any more, and you get free shipping when you spend $25 or more on most items. Or Rob has a website.com slash Halloween for the Amazon Halloween homepage. And in case you missed it, check out my interview with Russell Swan from Thursday morning on Rob has a website. Plus, every week, my conversation with Stephen Fishback live after the episode airs on Survivor Know It Alls, also up on Rob has a website or join us live next Wednesday at 9:15 p.m. Eastern. All right, so without further ado, let's bring in our guest uh for today, the man of the hour. Here he is. Uh he is one of the dare I say the most popular survivor contestants. People love him. He's a two-time survivor player. Uh, and here he is joining us now on Rob as a Podcast in his second appearance on Rob as a Podcast. It's uh, Mr. Yao Man Chan. Well, thank you very much, Rob, for having me back on. 
Uh, I hope uh, the last time I was on, I didn't shoot off my mouth too too badly, and that you didn't lose too many of your listeners. So uh, I'm glad to be able to be back. This is a very strange season, so let's get on with dissing this current season, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't even think we uh, had any listeners at the point that we first had you on. That's how long ago it oh, was. Wow. Not that we have any listeners now. Well, uh, I understand your podcast is one of the more popular Survivor podcasts so far. So uh, I hope uh, I can attract more listeners. And uh, you and I say the correct thing. So CBS don't come in with cease and desist order for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. You got to watch watch out for that. So yeah, I mean, I think you're an interesting person to have on to talk about this season for a couple of reasons. Well, one. You played Survivor with none other than returning player Jonathan Penner in his second time uh, back on Survivor. So you can speak a little bit to what he's going through. But also, you too were on a tribe that was uh, not the most winningest tribe in the history of Survivor on Survivor Fiji. Oh, please don't remind me of that. That was horrible. Uh, Yes, the (laughs) Fiji tribe Ravu, we lost every challenge. Uh, the problem with that is, you know, it's one of one of these things uh, where once you start losing a couple in a row, you you sort of start to lose confidence in yourself, and you know you can you know uh, do all the rah 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 and the cheerleading and all that, trying to psych yourself up. But it's tough. I mean, it really is, right? When you don't have enough to eat, you don't have all the food, you don't have the shelters, and so on. And you're losing and trying to talk yourself into a winning mindset. That's a lot tougher than, than, than it looks, right? And so, yes, I have great sympathy for them. Uh, and, and most people don't realize that the weather with that rain, that, you know, nonstop heavy rain, it's really, really awful. And, and most of us who have lived in, you know, who have not lived in the tropics uh, do not know what it's really like when when it's always wet and nothing is dry and it's just horrible. Yeah. Now, how much did your tribe lose on Fiji? How, how bad was it? We, I think we lost every challenge until the switch. And the only reason was that in one challenge, uh, the winning side decide to forego... Uh, would rather go to uh, uh, tribal council instead of uh, there was a switch and I forgot how it went. So that that was the only time we did not have to go to tribal council. But otherwise, you know, we were going every time. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. And in your season, of course, uh, they had the twist where it was the haves and the oh, have nots. Yeah. That was a. That was a we, uh, whoever come up with that idea was. <laughs> they got fired. Yeah, <laughs> they got fired. And, and I understand that season also was. Uh, what's the other uh, show? Uh, the Apprentice. They have the same thing. Have and have not. That yes. Uh, they tried that one season. I think uh, Apprentice Los Angeles. Right, right. But so at least, but at least you guys had an excuse, Yao Man, that you could say, "Hey, we're have nots. Uh, we couldn't. We didn't have a house. You guys have a house. This tribe, Matt Singh." All they had to do is not come in uh, last place. They could have just come in second. All they need to come in second. But there's always something, right? I mean, it's it's like, you never know. I mean, it's like this this episode. They, they were leading and then something happened and they fell behind. So, 
tough, tough, tough. I feel for them, yeah. right? You do feel for them because, uh, you know, we, I think we all like Malcolm. We all like Denise and every, I know all the survivors like Russell Swan. He's always a, a very, a very nice man at all of these survivor parties and whatever. He's always very friendly, but he's come back and it's been a total disaster. Yeah. I mean, he's a very, on the show, he's a very different person than, uh, in real life, because I've met him at a couple of survivor get-togethers, and he seems the nicest, most mellow guy, right? Yeah. Uh, and then, I guess, because it must be that when he is at these uh, fundraising events, he's in a different mindset. He's not in a competitive mindset. Uh, he's there to enjoy himself. He's there to commune with us and talk about, you know, the show uh, about his experience. So whereas on the show, when he's competing, I'm, oh my God, he's a completely different person. Jekyll and Hyde. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's uncanny. And it is not, nothing has gone right for him this entire show. I mean, he's, you know, yes, he was on a lousy tribe and the weather's been bad, but it really just four tribal four tribal councils in a row until finally uh, he ends up going home in a blindside. Hard to get blindsided in a tribe of three people. Three people, people yes. And not only that, <laughs> that that tribe nobody found the immunity idol. I mean, really, uh, <laughs> in front of the nose, and and all these you know sort of uh, outwardly uh, pi- piety, you know, sort of like. Oh, please stop that. I mean, you know, uh, what are you going to say? I mean, it's like you lay it all on the line and you still lose. And, you know, those of us who live in the reality-based world will say, well, hell, then maybe there is no God if you are praying or you're praying to the wrong one, okay? So, and, <laughs> but you didn't you didn't like Russell Swan's uh, openly talking to God after the challenge? Yeah, it's like... Maybe you should play, be praying to Allah. He may help you. Or maybe you should pray to Zeus <laughs> or something, right? I mean, it's like you, you put it out there. You, you, you have everything to lose and nothing to gain. So I, I, right. I don't understand that. Well, what did you think? Was that poor sportsmanship from uh, Russell Swan, or was it just showing you how bad he wanted it there after the challenge? I, I think he just wanted it badly, and he, he's, he's also a very competitive person. And I think when his competition spirit comes out, he lose all self control, right? Yeah. yeah. And 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 for a religious person that have to come to grips with the fact that hey, you know, uh, it's one thing to be religious and to pray and to do all the right thing, but you know, when it comes to competition, there's always somebody who loses, right? Uh, she yeah. should be living in California where we tell our kids we're all winners, right? We're all winners, yeah. They they should give them on Survivor. It's not like Little League; they don't get a participation trophy. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, now, let's say you're one of these people on the other tribes. Okay, you, now you're watching this go down. Uh, what's your reaction as a Survivor player seeing somebody just explode like that on the other tribe? Well, I would say I hope he get booted out, and he if he hangs around and it comes to the merge. I am going to plot against him and say he's the first one out of this tribe. Really? Well, why not try to say, well, this guy is obviously, uh, maybe he's on the outs. Could I maybe try to work with him? Uh, maybe is you know things aren't going his way. No, I think somebody like this is very disruptive to the esprit de corps of any alliances. 
Yeah, so it's very competitive. But but to have a good alliance, right? You need competitive people, but you also need people who also have some team spirit, who also can be cooperative when they need to be cooperative, and not, I mean, and not just you know on on their own. I mean, this is the height of all self of of selfishness to the point of. Uh, I mean, I, the word I throw around is solipsism, right? It's like the universe revolves around you, right? It's like, wow, mm-hmm. you know, before you finish this challenge, a few hundred children in Africa would have died of diseases and, and and starvation that you have never heard of, and you think God is looking after you, and you blame God for not helping you? What is this? Come on. We don't wow. that. Yeah, I mean, we don't normally hear these kind of opinions about survival. No, I mean, it's, it's just when I watch him, you know, it's like talking to God and so on. It just upsets me so much. I mean, you're talking to the wrong one. You should, you know, maybe Zeus or, or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> an, an, yeah, another deity maybe might uh, like Survivor more. Yeah, try try a different one, please. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The mission school, okay? Salmon, yeah. you didn't know that. So, you know, just... Uh, yeah. Well, you know, Russell Swan, he's a returning player and he came, he came back. It did not work out so well. And maybe Yao Man, both yourself and, and myself, maybe the both of us, uh, we both are in the same club as Russell uh, Swan where, and Russell Hans also, where we've come back on Survivor a- after a, a very good run having not-so-good runs. So do you have any encouraging words for Russell Swan at this hour? Well, uh, this is the curse of returning players. <laughs> yes. You walk in there with a, if, with a target on your back. If you end up in a tribe of players who knows how to play this game, right? Mm-hmm. If I were a new player in a tribe with a returning player, I would just say, oh, let's get rid of them, right? It's like... Right. They, they, Easy. chance and why do we want to put up with that yeah exactly and now did my question for you is did russell swan have a target on his back i i think he probably did uh as soon as the uh his fellow tribe uh figure out that he's not as strong as he looks okay both physically and mentally so you know, they may not show it, but I think they probably think, you know, he, you know, at first when they say, oh, we keep him around because he's strong. But, you know, so far he didn't show that he's physically that capable. So uh, if I were them, I would put a target on his back. I hear you that you would, but I don't sense that they did because, I mean, look at your season. Look at fans versus favorites. You know, uh, had you guys, I guess you guys got rid of the uh, the Johnny Fair play. And that was uh, sort of a, you know, uh, whether he wanted to go home or not. But it wasn't like you guys went to four tribal councils before they said, okay, now is the time to get rid of Yao Man. You know, having a target on your back means they go right after you. Yeah, it's one of these things where, so for example, when they voted out uh, Angie last week, right? Right. I was sort of surprised. I would think they, 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 if I were, if I were Malcolm, right, I would. I would, uh, at Denise, I would have gotten rid of uh, Russell right away. So you may be right. They, they didn't, they didn't see him uh, as, as a threat because if I were Malcolm, I would stay with, uh, I would stay with Angie. I mean, uh, wow. Yeah, man. Yeah, no. I mean, you, if I, <laughs> why would, why would you stay with Angie if you were Malcolm? Because, 
I if I was snuggling with her, I know I got her vote, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got more than that. Yeah. Well, man. that that's uh, something else to talk about when you're a sixty year old guy. Anything you get is good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But it's, a vote is always worth worth something, right? So that if you got a guarantee vote, right? Even right. lose the next challenge, I still have the guarantee vote, right? So I, we have to think that way, you know. No, no. No shame using emotion and sex to get what you want. I mean, <laughs> right, well, that's my motto. Yeah, we'll have, um, that's uh, for the last you know few thousand, you know, hundred thousand years, right? How do you think we get here? Yeah, that's right. Now, for Malcolm and Denise, where do they go from here? Now, they're the last two people left in the tribe. Let me get you on the record. Do you think that they will uh, shake up the tribes next week? I think they would. I think they will draw lots and distribute those two people. I think they should. Yeah, I cannot I, see. You see, uh, knowing how survival is done, right? So here's inside information. Are we supposed to talk? No, I'm not under contract. I can talk about this. Okay. You could. Yeah, let's go there. We know that they prepare this season many months ahead, right? They build right. these challenges way ahead of time for a specific number of people, right? Right. So did they build challenges for two people? I don't think so. <laughs> that's right that's a good point yeah i don't think that they have tried the challenges that you could do with two people that's a very very good point oh it's towards the end of the season not in the beginning <laughs> so it's like how, i can i imagine a challenge that can do i be done by two people i don't think so unless it's a quick <laughs> modification right really? yeah they're, they're good but they're not that right. good <laughs> that is surprising is that and i think it's because there's there's only one challenge per episode because in previous seasons when there was a separate uh, reward challenge and an immunity challenge, right? You remember that if you sit out somebody in the reward challenge, you cannot sit out the same people in the immunity challenge, right? Yes. Right. So that's what we were told. But here, every challenge, they seem to sit out the same people, right? The rule is probably, oh, the next round of immunity, you cannot sit out the same people. Well, since every round of immunity is just one challenge, then they could sit out the same people. So they sit out all the women every time. Yeah, it used to be on Survivor, you know, going all the way back to Survivor Australia, where they had Roger was on Mike Scoopin's, it all comes back to Mike Scoopin, that they would sit him out all, all the time, or they would want to sit him out multiple challenges because he would hold them back. And they made, they had the rule, you cannot sit the same person out in back-to-back challenges. Jeff Probst has said that a million times. Somewhere along the way, they changed the rule, okay. where now you're allowed to sit people out in consecutive challenges, not two challenges in one episode. Well, they don't have two challenges in one episode, so... You could sit the same people out over and over again. So by the Fiji season, they re, re, they re explain it to us as the round, the next round of challenge, right? So meaning that the next, you know, so if, if you sit out somebody on this uh, reward challenge, then the next uh, immunity challenge that comes around is still the same episode. Then you cannot sit out the same person. But then the following uh uh, challenge, reward challenge, or immunity challenge, you can sit out the same people. So I think they're going by, you know, uh, episodes now. So, yep. But yeah. they can make up the rules as they go along, right? This this is not a game show, right? 
not mm-hmm. go by the game show rules, which are very strict. So they can make rules up as they go along. Yeah, and now there's only one challenge. So you you know it used to be okay if you sit them out of the reward challenge, then they have to sit out of the immunity challenge. Now there's only one challenge, so you could sit the same people out all the time, and you could have these people who never even have to play in the challenges when you're up this far in the numbers. I was surprised that you know the. Well, I was not surprised. I'm sorry. I was meant to say I was not surprised that the other two tribes, if they have the chance, they'll sit out all the women, right? So, <laughs> yeah. Well, how about that challenge tonight, where it was all of the men for both teams, right. and then you also had, and then Denise, and I thought she did a pretty decent job. She is very strong. Oh, I mean, like last last uh, episode when they have the diving and swimming. I mean, I was totally impre- impressed by her performance. So. Yeah, I was very impressed with her performance in the challenge and her performance in the game as well because I really, uh, you know, I thought she was very good in that scene with Russell Swan when she was uh, very manipulative. Very, yeah. Well, she's a therapist, but she's a sex therapist. Huh. (laughs) Yes, she is. Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, you have to see her. <laughs> Wait, you're gonna have to go see her. I said, I hope I never have to go see her. <laughs> oh, you never have to go see her. Well, you know, then maybe uh, you know things are are looking up better. You know, it could be worse if you if you you know if you have no reason to see her. That's uh, you know that's not good either. That yeah. Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> At least you know there's a possibility of. You know that you, there's gonna if you have no reason to even see the sex therapist. You know that's no, that's no good. I just, I just look at her profile. She's 41 years old. Oh my god, she's good. <laughs> she's good. <laughs> she's she's good. Um, so let's let's shift because uh, all we talk about is the Matt Singh. I I want to talk about your friend Jonathan Penner and what he's up to because. Everybody was worried about Penner early in the season. That was he had idol fever. All he wanted to talk about was the idol. He was looking for the idol everywhere. Well, then he finally found it. And then it's almost like his season has shifted since that point because now he's actually trying to make alliances and not just focus on the idol. Right, because now he feels comfortable, right? And I think having I I'm trying to figure out if it's a good thing or a bad thing to tell people you have the idol, but in this case I think he's using it uh, to his advantage, saying, look, you know, make an alliance with me, I have the idol, right? Uh, I think that's very persuasive. And so if you can f- get the right people on your side, uh, that's that's a good thing. Uh, and so Jonathan is uh, a very, very manipulative player, but if he is uh, your side, he's very loyal. So I think uh, it will be a good combination, whoever will team up with him. Well, I'm glad you brought up the immunity idol because two things on the immunity idol. One, we saw on in Fiji what see we saw what Jonathan Penner did with the idol, sort of showing it to Jeff Kent that you showed your idol to Earl, correct? And that was a, a great way for you to enhance your bond and alliance with Earl at that point, right? And also, I, I the reason I found it was that he had to help me get the people out of the camp, right? If you remember CG, the, the idol was, was was buried right under very, where everybody was sleeping, right? Everybody's right. hanging around camps. So somehow, you know, we we have to get people away from the camp. So he helped me get people away from camp 
by saying, oh, let's go fishing or go get the boat out and so on. And, and, and my excuse was, I don't feel very well. I'll stay behind, right? So that was mm-hmm. the plot. And so I, he had, I had his help to get, for me to get the idol, so I need to let him know. Yeah. And so then also thinking of your season in Fiji, so Denise saw Russell messing around and dro- like looking for something on the ground. And then when he wasn't around, they went through all of his stuff. Uh, which is how they found out that you had the idol right. on your season, right? And so, this in this case, yeah. Uh, in my season, when the other two guys, uh, uh, Edgardo and Mookie, was going through my things, people were in horror. The viewers were all commenting, "Oh my god!" You know, my, well, there's nothing again in the rules that says you can't go through other people's stuff, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, it's going to happen. The rules did say that you know your immunity idol cannot be stolen. So at least in our season, it's very explicit. In in the box where it, it gives the clue, it will tell you that. So in in this season, I'm sure it, it's the same. So yeah, uh, very interesting uh, how that all went down. Now back back to Penner in here with uh, Jeff Kent. Now it seemed like last week Kent made an. Now are you a baseball fan? Not really. I didn't even know who he is. So and then you know. I know I I will be in trouble if I was on on that tribe and I don't know who it is. Turn out turn out he's a San Francisco Giant too, right? I know yeah. him, so I'm sorry, I'm not a pro sport person, so <laughs> uh, that's no problem. Uh, so <laughs> if, I'm sorry, Jeff, yeah, you don't have to be sorry to me. Uh, but Jeff Kent he made this alliance with uh, Jonathan Penner. It was he made a four finger deal. Have you ever heard of such a thing? I'm, a four was. Was that a, a four-finger deal that uh, Dreams made with you about the car, Yao Man? I'm still trying to figure out what this four-finger deal is. Handshake is, right? Some... <laughs> yeah. It's like, do you really? I, you know, maybe it's some kind of a baseball thing. Who knows? <laughs> maybe that, that's a sign of four-finger, the four-finger handshake? I understand that the pitcher and, 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 and the you know, a catcher makes signs to each other. Maybe it's one of <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's a pitch the four finger handshake maybe that's a, a way to throw but uh, anyway so kent last week seemed very hesitant about making the alliance with with penner but this week it seemed like he sort of has warmed up to penner and he's like uh yeah okay i'll, I'll make this alliance with all the men here I, I wonder what happened i don't yeah i'm missing something there where where you know jeff is really hesitant and suddenly he's he's all friendly maybe he decides that uh somehow it is to his advantage because somebody else has joined the alliance or something like that I, hmm. I i don't i don't get it why why that change of heart yeah so is penner just so charming and in wonderful in real life that you can't stay mad at him and and you have to make an alliance with him he just grows on you he he, he is a charming guy i and I, oh wait there was a conversation about the fact that penner is one of the older guys and he has children he has a family just like me and so on right so maybe that's what caused a change of heart that Maybe he should team up with the older family guy rather than the young young chicks and the young you know studs that's running around. Yeah, it's interesting that this has really become now like the men versus the women on the Calabar tribe, and uh, it seems like you know we've had all women go out of the game now until 
Russell Swan. It seems like this could be a very male-dominant season. Yeah, and so the other tribes, you think that, yeah, the, the women are all in one group, uh, Tandang, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if they start losing, it, I won't be surprised if, if they start getting rid of the women because uh, the women in those that group, except for RC, right? The other women does not seem very strong. Yeah, it, absolutely not. And it's funny on Survivor Seasons because you tend to not really ever see a season where it's mostly male players at the end. I'm trying to think of a season where, you know, yeah, you have seasons where, okay, you know, uh, you know, four of the last six are, are women or, you know, four, you know, you have seasons like even fans versus favorites. We have all these women at the end, but it's rare to have a season where you have all these men at the end. Yeah. Well, that's because, and that is to be expected because I, I finally, you know, that's how stupid I am. I thought it's a game of strategy and gamesmanship and so on, uh, but it's not. I mean, Survivor is really a social game, right? It really mm-hmm. is a social game, and the people who wins it are good social players. And women, by and large, are better at social strategy, uh, getting to know people, understanding people, understanding, uh, getting to know people sooner and more deeply than men, right? Men, we're more superficial. And so whereas women will ask deep questions about your family, about your life and so on, right? So that's how they get to know each other better. So it's, it's that social uh, skills that women uh, naturally have or because our society trains them to have that they have the advantage in something like this. Yeah, well, I think that's a good point. Uh, and I do think that that is part of the strategy of the game, of uh, all of the social stuff. But, uh, you know, that's that's something that, that you are good at as a Survivor player, too. You know, you're always uh, being very social, right, Yao Man? Well, uh, that's one thing I'm not that good at, right? I try. I mean, I'm faking it, but in the end... <laughs> you're doing a great job. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't get to know the people well enough, I'm uh, uh, deeply enough. I mean, had I known, and in that six weeks I spent with Dreams, I never knew that he, uh, when he was growing up, he had a very difficult childhood. He went dumpster diving for food, you know, with his brother. If I have known that, right, I would not have trusted somebody like that. But I didn't get to know him well enough. So uh, that's my failing. I mean, I, I, I really should try harder in that social. I thought, you know, if I win all the you know, challenges, I get the right strategy in place and so on. Well, no, it's, you know, you should get to know the people and know when, when to hold them, when to, when to dump them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Mike Scoopin's uh, tribe here and all of the crazy stuff that's going on. Over there. Now, we talked a little bit about the difference between uh, men and women on Survivor. We don't see too often two women just uh, really at each other's throats in this game as much as we're seeing here with RC and Abby Maria. What do you make of this, Yao Man? It's like suddenly it all happened. It's like, wait a minute. Why did, you know, this person, Abby Maria, I mean, she's beautiful, uh, but. She seems to have hair trigger temper. Uh, yeah. And so uh, I think RC doesn't know how to react to that, doesn't know what's going on. And, and I'm trying to figure out did something happen behind the scene that we didn't see that, that caused this change of heart on RB uh, Maria's side that, that, you know, suddenly say, I don't like that person, you know? Uh, I, uh, we don't know. Yeah. 
Could this be jealousy? Are they fighting over this guy, Pete? I didn't get the sense that that, that Pete has anything to do with it. Uh, I would be curious how this whole thing develops, right? We will know when they lose a challenge and have to figure out and have to scramble to try and, and, and scheme and plot as to who they want to vote out. Then I think we'll know a little bit more. Now, maybe we can say, and we'll come back to uh, RC and Abby Maria and everything with the Immunity Idol, but what's Mike scooping up to? I mean, we really haven't seen anything from him strategically outside of, you know, back in the first episode when RC says, okay, you're going to be with us, and he was talking with Lisa. But we really have not seen very much of him, you know, plotting or doing anything as far as strategy goes. Nothing except he injured himself again, right? Yes. Well, <laughs> yeah, that, that's and that's not good strategy. No, I mean, so I think he's a lot more mellow than you know he was sort of the the type A you know he man in his uh, Australia season, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's very different. I think if they let a pig loose in the camp, he probably won't be the one that's going to run after it. So yeah. Well, it's interesting. I wonder if he has that gear as far as being very strategic about the game. We know he's a provider. We know he's great in the challenges, and we know he hurts himself all the time. But we re- we've only seen him go to Tribal Council two times for a guy who's now uh, been on the show twice. I mean, we saw him in the first episode of Survivor the Australian Outback, and they voted out a woman who, Deb, who uh, was not really fitting in. And then also they went and voted out Kimmy, who was also somebody who was not fitting in. We've never seen him have to make a tough vote yet in his Survivor playing history. And so maybe he's just not that kind of guy. Right. And not now he's not – I don't see him uh, scheming and plotting very much. And so, But yet I, I think he's sort of the godfather of the Survivor, right, the, the tribe. And so – uh, he seems to have a little bit respect from his people, but we will have to see how it plays out because he certainly haven't been playing it very hard till now. And- no, he he's not. And I guess that's a good way to go to be very laid back. I mean, the tar- the well, I was going to say the target's not too much on his back. But Pete was saying last week how he wanted to get Mike scooping out because he wants to get rid of the returning players. Now he's on his side. I mean, he seems to be happy to have him. Uh, I don't know. So let's talk about what Pete did with the immunity idol and the clue here. So everybody was all in the shelter. And now Pete apparently went to the uh, Russell Hance School of Survivor where you create mayhem. And so he goes ahead and takes the uh, hidden immunity idol clue and puts it in RC's backpack and sort of like leaves it falling out. And then uh, everybody says, hey, what's that? Is that a clue to the hidden immunity idol? Uh so now people are starting to fight over this. What, what do you t- uh, say about that? Do you like that sort of stuff? Well, I would not personally play that way because it can backfire on you very quickly, right? If the word is out that you're the one responsible for this mayhem, uh, you cannot talk yourself out of it, right? Mm-hmm. So if you do yeah. something like that, you better have pretty solid alliance on your side, right? To, to help you move this game plan along. Otherwise, you, it will backfire on you very fast. Yeah, I think so. I think that Pete is playing a very dangerous game. Yeah, we've talked about how Russell Hance has done stuff like this before in the past, and it's worked for him. But if we take a closer look at some of the things that Russell did, like burning Jason's socks 
uh, back in Survivor uh, Samoa, which, you know, could have been an accident. Nobody knew if they really did that. Or if you take a, a look back to Survivor Heroes versus Villains, Russell takes the machete and he buries the, the machete. And, but there's enough people in the tribe where they don't really know what happened. They th- accuse Randy uh, of doing it in this group, in this tribe. RC knows she didn't have the clue. So she knows somebody is up to something. She knows it's not Mike Scoopin. She's got to assume it wasn't Lisa. You would think it's not going to be Artis. So it the finger very quickly points right at Pete. Or, or Abby Marie. Yeah. Right? Because if she thinks... So I was surprised she didn't think of Abby Marie at first. Right? Yeah, because if if she thinks Abby Maria is is a crazy out of control woman, right? She would she would think that must be her, right? Mm-hmm. But how come she suddenly figure out who who not to blame? So uh, you know, if I were her, I would put it on on the crazy girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. But uh, for Abby Maria too, she's so crazy that Pete didn't tell her that he did this. So she thinks like, uh, oh my God, RC went and, f- and found the clue and then she stole it back from me and she put it in her bag. Now, I- and that's why she's so mad. <laughs> like Pete's got both of them uh, going after each other. Yeah. So uh, if that plays out that one of them goes home, then, you know, he would have the advantage. But as soon as someone figure out who who is responsible, then you know you're done. Yeah, I just don't think it's going to be that hard to figure. If these sort of shenanigans continue in a group of six, this isn't a group of ten people where oh anything could be happening and there's a few troublemakers. It's going to be obvious that this guy is the troublemaker. The more this continues, yeah, it's it's just just too few people to try and and, and hide anything like this. Yeah, and I'm not really sure. He says, you know, he talks a good game. He says all the right things. Like, he's the Joker. He wants to watch the world burn. He's got, all, you know, oh, chaos, whoa. And, and, but, in, in fact, it's even less than six because you know that Lisa, you know, Blair, yeah. is not going to be one of these people. who <laughs> Right. Is, right? And so right. You, you can pretty much eliminate who it would not be. And so, wow. Yeah, that's and, and you know Mike Scoopin's probably not capable of something like that. So you're now pretty much down to four. Right. And artists, like, do you, are, are people thinking artists? I mean, he seems like a pretty straightforward kind of guy. I don't suspect him of, like, pulling pranks on people and, uh, you know, creating mischief. Yeah, and then so you're down to, you know, three people. One of them is yourself. So now you can figure out who it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this isn't exactly a whodunit going on in this tribe. The funny thing about these contestants is, you know, they have really a very diverse group of people. You know, computer engineers, student, sex therapists. Where do they find these people? <laughs> uh, bars are around Los Angeles. Wow. I was looking at artists. <laughs> uh his uh, profile, right? Something like beating stage four cancer claimed. Yeah. And his inspiration in life is my ex-wife. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, your ex-wife or his ex-wife? He says, he says inspiration oh. in, in life, right? My ex-wife. So why is she your ex-wife then? Like, she's so inspiring. <laughs> you have to get rid of her. <laughs> well, maybe that's... Oh, who knows? Yeah, man. I, I'm not going to even touch that. 
uh, <laughs> why, uh, why that would be. Um, all right. So, you know, this, what do you think of this season so far? I like, I like it so far. It's, it's very exciting. I mean, every, the challenges, the, the production of the challenges are, are very good, right? Very mm-hmm. fast paced, everything, you know, all, all these, uh, they show all the essentials and, and, uh, very impressive. So they must have a new challenge director or something like that. It seems different. Oh, interesting. You know, I noticed that they have had some water challenges, some underwater challenges. Uh, I don't think that, you know, the John Kierhofer is still with the show, who's been the challenge, you know, the head of the challenges forever. But who knows if they got more in the budget or or whatever. You know, the they do the seasons in twos. So whatever changed between 23 and 24 is going to be obviously different for 25 and 26 now. So maybe they got a bigger budget. Maybe they got more staff on the challenges. But, yeah, the challenges have been very good this season. Also, I think maybe the equipment have improved technologically. They have a lot more of those tiny HD cameras. So, like, the, yeah. the challenge this this episode with, with the rice bowl being broken, right, it shows them, you know, where they, they launch the ball and it breaks, like, one or two impressive i mean it's like wow this is really good yeah very good stuff i feel like with this season i almost feel like i'm in a restaurant and it's like oh wow this place this place is great everything looks good but we're just waiting forever to get the waiter over here and it's like we're i want there's so many things i want to see what's going to happen and i'm just stuck here with this matt sing tribe every week (laughs) I think uh, it's because it's the same tribe going yeah. tribal council, right? And the tribal council conversations are getting too short and too predictable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's the same story every week with this with this group. Over, you know, it it don't get me wrong. Like it's, I think this is a, a really has a lot of potential this season. But just we've spent too much time with Ms. Matt Singh, and it's time to move on. And if we have to go another week here, where now it's going to be the Malcolm or Denise deciding who's going to get voted out out of those two, uh, I mean, I think that gets is going to get a little boring if that's going to be the last twenty minutes of the episode next week. Yeah, exactly. It, it just it becomes the same old story, and it, it yeah, because the tribal council being the last segment of the show is what you know caps the episode, but. You know, this is the third, fourth week. The same same people are showing up. Yeah, it, it, they they need to mix it up. So I hope I hope they distribute these two people to the other two tribes, and then we have a new bunch of people at tribal council. Yeah, I thought it was a little anticlimactic this week. I was you know really rooting for uh, Matt Singh to win this challenge, just so we could see one of the other tribes go to tribal council and get some intrigue. But then. Uh, unfortunately, that wasn't the case, and you knew Russell Swan was going to get voted out. So I thought it was a little bit of a lackluster last 15, 20 minutes of the show this week. But there's so much potential. It, it, this is going to be really good when one of these other teams goes to tribal council. And and you can see that the the, uh, the editors are trying to ramp it up a little bit by showing a lot of you know sort of action in the messing tribe. You know, they sneak and, and watch what Russell is doing and trying to make up some you know really interesting uh you know dilemma and so on but you know it didn't happen <laughs> it did not happen unfortunately uh so yeah man do you have some time to answer some questions from the listeners of rob has a podcast uh, from our facebook fan page sure. okay we have so many questions for you here tonight 
and I know you're a, a very popular guy on Facebook. Uh, you are uh, one of the head honchos over at the previously on Survivor. If uh, anybody who's listening to this podcast doesn't know what previously on Survivor is, you want to uh, give them the quick pitch? Well, it's a group of uh, Survivor super fans who put together this, uh, you know, sort of a private group there where we discuss everything that's Survivor and Survivor related. And then off season, we go trash talk each other. Uh, it's a fun group. Nothing is serious about it. Uh, and, you know, we sort of overanalyze everything that happens on Survivor, but always done with sort of tongue-in-cheek, you know, so we're not going to, you know, really get upset. I mean, it's a fun group of people who likes the show and want to share uh, each other's ideas about the show, and we make up stories about the show, and if I were to do this, what would it happen? If the, you know, So it's a fun group of people. Okay. Uh, here we go. So, uh, so many questions uh, for you concerning uh idols and uh all all this stuff so people want to know uh ethan hensel wants to know yeah man are the idols this season easier to find than in your previous seasons well we talked about you had to you know dig and get everybody out of the camp now the idols on the the top of the rice like uh in the cereal box uh how about that yeah man are the idols too easy to find not for russell swan yeah if you have been a uh sort of a fan of this show and have been watching this show for a long time, right? You would be misled because I think other than uh, the China season, they had the idol hanging on a pole somewhere, right? Outside. But most other seasons is always buried somewhere or wrapped in a tree trunk somewhere. It's never in open view, right? So far. And so uh, you would, you would not think that it's just on top of a box somewhere. So in that, in, for just for that reason, I think uh, people may be just if you don't think outside the box and 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 think, oh, I don't, I must have to dig for it, I must have to look under tree trunks for it, under bushes for it, then oh yeah, then it will be difficult for you to find. But if you just think, oh, around here, meaning I could just look around and see if I can see it hanging somewhere or just sitting on the ground or it, it may be an item that we all take for granted. So. Uh, I think it, it's more difficult for, for a lot of people not, not realizing it could be anywhere. Mm-hmm. Thomas Freestead wants to know, both Matt Singh and Ravu had to deal with post-challenge blow-ups from volatile players like Russell and Rocky, respectively. Yao Man, how did you avoid getting caught up in these blasts? So if somebody goes nuts after the challenge, how do you avoid not getting caught up in the drama? I would stay low and stay away from them, right? Let the people blow up. If I'm not a target and I'm not part of that conversation, let them blow off steam, right? The worst thing you can do in a situation like that is to chime in, right? Whether you take, mm-hmm. especially if you decide, decide to take sides, that's not good, right? Someone wants to blow. So Rocky wants to blow up in the face of whoever and he he end up picking on 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 you know uh, Anthony. Let him do it, right? And just stay back, hang back, and watch, and and don't get involved. That's my that's my advice. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's all. That's all very good advice. And yeah, man, are you excited about the release of Survivor Fiji on DVD? Yes, but the thing is so expensive. Oh my god. 
<laughs> Why? Well, how much is it? It's thirty five dollars. That's pretty good. I mean, it didn't exist on DVD beforehand. I mean, that's not. Ter- I mean, you get a whole season of a show. I get a discount. I mean, I, I I wrote to my CBS people and say, do I get a discount when I buy no. this? They say no. Okay. No <laughs> discount. That's right. <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and if you want to pre-order uh, Survivor Fiji on DVD, go to survivorondvd.com I've gone through and picked out all of the Survivor DVDs you can go on that page survivorondvd.com through Amazon they're all through Amazon uh, if you want to pre-order uh, Fiji and uh, Cook Islands are now available on, on DVD so they're they're getting them all out there right okay how about I'm on the cover that's the- and you're on the cover right uh, who else is on the cover so, uh, let's see uh, Cassandra Earl Dreams and Boo yeah. Okay. There, there you go. <laughs> uh, they, they could have probably just had you and Earl, right? Oh, they could have at least given me a discount, man. Yeah, <laughs> giving you a discount. I buy a bunch for friends for Christmas, but I guess at thirty-five dollars, <laughs> too many copies. <laughs> yeah, if it makes me feel better, I didn't get a discount on the Amazon when I had to buy. Really? It. Oh my! No. <laughs> they they only put mine out a year ago. Yeah. Some. I don't understand. I guess some seasons came out much earlier. I guess it's the more popular seasons. So. Yeah. I will say, I know it's a little expensive for the DVD, but they do put some cool extra features on there, like uh, the people, on, like the interviews on the uh, CBS on the early show and uh, some fun stuff that, you know, you wouldn't normally have if you just had them, uh, like, you know, off of YouTube or something like that. So there is some some cool stuff. So. You, you you get uh, a little bit of your money's worth there. Yeah, I'm just thinking, you know, if I buy, you know, 10 copies, that's $350. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go campaign for it. You know, when we buy things from the, survive, from the CBS store online, we yes. get a 30% discount, right, on the buffs and things oh, like really? that. Oh, <laughs> really? I didn't know. Yeah, man, they must, that must have been for being fan favorite they gave you that. Give us a code, the discount code. <laughs> wow! Yeah, but but this I only would get one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't even know about that. That's uh, you're doing better than me. All right, how about this? John Devono wants to know: You and Earl managed to dominate the second half of Fiji despite the Motos having a large numerical advantage because of how fragmented their dynamics were. Can Malcolm and Denise take advantage of the tribe conflicts, and what would they need to do? Okay, so can people in a minority um, uh, alliance, couldn't they come in and be able to dominate what's happening after the merge? It's tough. In this case, it's very tough because the two of us. So let's let's go through a scenario. So suppose the scenario is the two of us, the two of them get split up into two tribes, right? That's yes. worst case scenario because there's one each. Mm-hmm. They have to then ingratiate themselves, you know, to the, the the new tribe, which is now what six to one. Yeah, that's tough. Okay, so they have to find the weakest link in that tribe and say, "Hey, I'm I I'm the weakest link here. You're the weakest link here. Let's see if we can do something together." Mm-hmm. Right, but then. Having no information about the other tribe, it, that's very tough. The, the advantage would be 
the lowest guy on the totem pole on each of these tribes, that's the strategy. I mean, if I am on the other two tribes and I know I'm the lowest on the pecking order, as soon as this new person comes on, I'm going to latch on to him or her and say, hey, man, let's see if we can do make something of this. Yeah. Have- what's, really, what's really interesting, though, is in this Penner tribe where it's the men versus the women right now, if that is truly what it is, if this next episode, if they come out and say, okay, Malcolm, you're on one tribe, Denise, you're on the other tribe, depending on who goes on which tribe, if Denise goes to Calabaw and now all of a sudden there's four women, now all of a sudden they control everything. And if Malcolm were to go to them and he's with the men, then the men will control everything. That requires the the existing tribe members to know that, right? If the three women mm-hmm. in Kaaba knows that they are in trouble because they should, because like, look, every every uh, challenge we get to sit out, right? So we are pretty much ornaments here. So as soon as another woman comes in, if they're smart enough to figure out, oh my God, we're now in the majority, right? And then can team up properly. Yes, same with the guys on the other side, right? But that require mm-hmm. them to really think in that terms of sort of, of gender alliance. Yeah. Well, I think the girls do know because they were talking about, uh, I think that was Dawson tonight that was like, hey, we old men, they've been now fishing and talking to each other for five hours. What do you think they're talking about? Which was very perceptive, I thought, on her part to know that, hey, look, we're the women. We can stick together. We can, you know, you know, do whatever we need to do. So. I really think that could be very interesting this upcoming week if we have, uh, you know, um, the man or the woman goes to join them and have a four-three advantage. Yeah, I think if 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 they join, if if Denise ended up joining uh, Calabar, I think they the women there would probably latch onto her and say, "Hey, we now have a majority. Let's get rid of the guys." Yeah. Um, Here's from uh, Stash Olsen wants to know, Yao Man, I know it's only been four episodes of Survivor Philippines, but which one of these guys reminds you of yourself when you were playing Survivor? Is there a Yao Man out there this season? Uh, I don't see one yet. So No, yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's, that's pretty fair. Okay, uh, let's, let's see. Uh, Nick Fishman wants to know, are you rooting for Penner since you once sided with him before? Uh, sort of, but I don't have anybody I'm rooting for except uh, Abby Maria, only because she's cute and I like Brazilian women. Whoa, yeah, man. Now, you met uh, when we were at the Big Brother party uh, two weeks ago. Uh, we actually saw Abby Maria there. Did you talk to her? Yes. Oh, yes, I did. I jumped all over her. I, I embarrassed yeah. myself over. <laughs> What's going on there? Who, who's she's hanging out with? Who? Christina Cha and Portia from Big Brother. I don't know, but Christina, she came with Christina Cha, and Christina said, "Oh, here's Abby," <clears throat> and I took one look, take one look at her, and I go, "Oh yeah, I, I was not thinking what she was talking about, Abby." And I, Abby, oh, then I I recognize her. I'm not good at faces, you know. I I have problem recognizing faces. So, but, yeah. but Abby Maria, I mean, just, I'm rooting her just because she's Abby Maria. <laughs> and she's brilliant. <laughs> Don't tell me, ask me why. We all have our fetishes, you know? Whoa. 
All right. How about this? Uh, this is, comes from uh, Brandon Bryce. He's the current head of interns right now for Rob is a Podcast. He wants to know, Yeah, man, you were great at finding hidden immunity idols in Fiji and in Fan versus Faves when you slammed Johnny Fairplay's face in the boat to gain immunity for the first tribal council. How embarrassed should Russell Swan be for not finding the idol, even with a clue that it was hidden in the rice container? Even Abby Maria was able to find it. Is this the low point for someone named Russell on Survivor? I think, yeah, he would never lift that one down. <laughs> but on the other hand, as I said, you know, when when the when when the idol is right in your face, it's it's a lot more difficult. I mean, because if you're not thinking in that terms, your thinking is buried in the sand somewhere. Your thinking is in a tree stump somewhere. Your thinking is, you know, up in some branches or you know under some rock. You never would have thought that it would be right in your face, you know, <clears throat> as a decoration on a box, right? So I, I give him a pass on that one. Yeah, okay. Well, that's very generous. Uh, he would now, never lift that one down for himself, right? When he, when he sees the show and go, oh, my God, you know, it's like I could have just picked that one up. Right. Thomas Freestad wants to know now, whose head would Yao Man like to ram into a boat this season? Uh, there's nobody I really dislike so far except the first, the guy who got booted out first, Zane. <laughs> okay. For some reason. Why do you want, like, no. <laughs> why do you want to ram Zane's head into a boat? Because yes. he, he's from the same town as Johnny Fairplay? Probably. And, and, and <laughs> this episode, you know, after, after, you know, Russell caught his god and all the other things, that's when I want to ram them in the, their heads into the boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, here's a question. Uh, this one is from Ethan Hensel wants to know, Yao Man, Fiji is ranked by Jeff Probst as the second worst season of all time. Why do you think people don't like Survivor Fiji that much? Now, do you agree with that? Do you think Jeff Probst is being hard on Survivor Fiji? Well, I sort of agree, uh, although even though I'm on it myself, uh, I think that it, it there were too many uh, situations there. For example, with uh, Melissa McNulty quitting right before we went on, so that they have to scramble to redo the start. Uh, the the tribes being separated out by have and have not didn't work out the way they thought it would. Uh, and the people on the show, including myself, were all overly cautious players, right? Mm-hmm. We were not entertaining. We were thinking about gamesmanship and you know game theory and all that crap way too much. We were overthinking it, and there were no you know overtly crazy characters other than mm-hmm. me, right? But so they couldn't. But because by our behavior, by by being so cautious and so cerebral about it, they couldn't even make up shit about us, right? So yeah, <laughs> it's tough for them to edit uh, edit a show that's entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, how about this? Uh, Natalie Kuchik wants to know: Do you think Lisa will try to make a move against Pete to join with Scoopin and RC, or will she be a silent follower? Now, first things first. Let me ask you, are, were you a fan of Facts of Life? Oh, I absolutely was. 
Oh, really? Yes. Oh, that was. I was in graduate school when that show came on. Yeah. No. That I I was a Blair. I mean, Blair was not my favorite. It's the other girl that was my favorite. But but she was. Who? You know that show was. You know what? Which I, one? one of the few shows I watch. So. Well, who was your favorite? Tootie? Not Tootie, but that girl who uh, forgot her name. She rides rides a motorcycle. She Joe. She was a rough, uh, tomboyish yes. girl. <laughs> Joe. What's her name? I couldn't remember. Joe. But she came in later in the season. Yeah, it was Joe. Joe, yes, Joe. No, she was my favorite. Yeah, and not Mrs. Garrett? No. (laughs) (laughs) She was was fun. (laughs) Uh, So so what about uh, Natalie's question? Which side of this do you think Lisa uh, is going to fall into? Is she going to go with Pete or go with uh, RC and Scoopin? I think she's going to be a coattail rider to whoever she thinks will carry her furthest. So she may not be a power player. She will switch easily, but she'll be a coattail rider. And so okay. she thinks Scoopin is in the lead. She'll ride his coattail. If she thinks somebody else is, she will switch. All right, let me... Let me go back to Ethan Hensel one last time, and then and then uh, no more questions for Ethan for the rest of October. But he, he has a good one here. Yao Man, did you want to see Papa Smurf out there again? How about that? Should Papa Smurf have been on the all medically evacuated season? I don't know. Uh, I don't know him well <laughs> enough because we barely we barely met except at the uh, introduction on the <laughs> island, and then I only have. Met him once in the Survivor Get Together, so I really don't know him very well. So I I couldn't say. <laughs> Should they have put Papa Smurf back out there and just not even told anybody that he was a returning player? That could be interesting. <laughs> but I mean, the- they really could do that. They <laughs> they could they could easily put people on the show who you would not recognize as a returning player. And if they just did not say they were a returning player, we I joked around about this with Butch from my season uh, about a year ago or so on the podcast. But they really could do a season where they don't even tell the, the new players that this person has been on the show before. Right. And, and so on Fiji season, if they put back Liliana, would people even notice? No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and well, the the returning players has to go with it. They have to like be talking about like the other players don't know I've actually been on Survivor before. Uh, <laughs> that'd be great. I like that idea. Uh, oh, here's a very good question. This is from Lucas Farr. He wants to know: Could Yao Man beat Tyson in a table tennis match? What do you think? That'd be tough. A uh, tough match. No, it's easy. You could you could beat Tyson easily. Absolutely. Oh boy, I think this might have to be a pay-per-view. You versus Tyson. Unless he is a trained table tennis player. Anyone who have had a few hours of training under a table tennis coach, namely like me, uh, can beat anybody, the best players in the garage or basement player. Interesting. So is, is there any survivor that could even have a close match against you? I could not think of one because I don't think any of them have any table tennis training. Okay. Did you see uh, Amazing Race last last uh, the opening yeah, episode I saw where the, they yes, the people premiere. try to play these uh, eight year old girls from uh, China? <laughs> yes. Right. That's training. Could you beat that eight year old girl? I would have a hard time, but I I think I don't think so. No. Okay. Could you beat Tyson if you were playing with a clipboard? 
Probably instead of a paddle. A frying pan. <laughs> not with a frying pan or with a frying pan? With a clipboard, I can put some spin, but with a frying pan, it's too smooth. It's a spin. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's very interesting. Okay. Uh, how about, uh, let's see, uh, Ryan Hockley wants to know, does Yao Man consider Earl the best winner? Now, he won 9-0. to zero. Is Earl the best winner of Survivor? In the country of the blind, the one eye is the king. Uh, <laughs> no, he's not the best player. <laughs> well, why not? He got all the votes. I know, but who else would they vote on uh, out of the other two sitting with him? <laughs> yeah, uh, well, this is very interesting. Uh, it's Mike, okay, <laughs> enough said. <laughs> okay, how about um, how about um, Michael Norris wants to know: Did you shove Johnny Fairplay's head into the boat because you knew it already hurt from Dan- Danny Bonaduce? Be honest, is that true? No, I, I didn't purposely. I didn't. I actually did not. If you watch it in slow motion, I did not shove him. I just got <laughs> off the way. He was hoping to run into me. I got away, and he ran into the boat himself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How about how about this? Uh, Gregory Contreras wants to know what could RC do to turn her game around. Is there anything she could do to change her fortunes here? And, and like, it looks like she's uh, going the wrong way. Yeah, she should calm down, sit back, and then. Uh, look at the guys and and go team up with one of the guys. Okay, <laughs> let's see. Uh, how about she has a body? Let's... They'll take him. They'll take her anytime, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, are you ready for a, a ding, marry, kill, Yao man? Okay. All right. You know how to play this game? Um, come. Uh, let's see. How does it go again? <laughs> one. I'm gonna give you three people. One of them you get to uh, have a romantic evening with. One of them you get to uh, be married to, and one of them you get to kill. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Let's- Keith is obsessed with Survivor. Wants to know: Ding, marry, kill. Carter, Dana, and Ellen DeGeneres. Who's Dana? <laughs> uh, she's one of the survivors this season. Yeah, man. <laughs> she's the girl with the short hair on Calabar. Oh, oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. Oh, All right, who are they again? Yes. Try it again. <laughs> Carter, Dana, and Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, it's a pretty ridiculous. Ellen DeGeneres. I want to marry. <laughs> Okay, well, that's good. She has a lot of money. That's smart. Right. I'm trying to think. Let's see. What does Dana do for a living? She's a makeup artist. Oh. Uh, no interest in makeup artists. <laughs> yeah. Now, Carter, I'm not sure what he does. He's a coach. Yeah. Hmm. Very handsome. He has good abs. Yeah, he can train me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what for. Yeah. I couldn't decide on the other two. Sorry. I'll okay. probably flip All the right. coin. <laughs> All right, we tried. We'll try. Uh, how about this? How, Guillaume Schmidt wants to know, are you excited for being back in Borneo with Eliza in the next few months? What are you, you're going to Borneo with Eliza? 
Well, it's 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 an adventure that I promise her. So <laughs> she promised me she's not a high maintenance girl, okay? Mm-hmm. So that's what everybody says. So we're gonna try try and uh go go through Borneo, right? From the from the west coast to the east coast to the south, and then go up uh Malay Peninsula and go up to Thailand, make our way through Kuala Lumpur and Penang and, and ended up in Bangkok. We'll try and do it for less than $25 a day, okay? Whoa. Yes. Now, why, but why are you doing this? Just because for the adventure? For the adventure. Also, no, I have an idea, actually, that, that there is, uh, when I was talking to a lot of uh, – whenever I travel uh, to Asia and so on, I see people from all over the world, and I don't see Americans. Very sad, okay? And so – I was talking to a few people when I came back, and, and people are so shy about traveling in Asia because they don't know the language. They, they're not adventurous. What happened to Americans? We were an adventurous group, right? But we're no longer. So I'm hoping well, not to me, but... I'm going to document this trip, blog about it, and, and I'm hoping that at some point when I retire or something like that, I would lead tours, okay? Young okay. people, you know, college people, academics or whatever, or you know, anybody basically, and say, look, it's not that expensive. You don't need to stay in five-star resort and pay $200 a day, right? You can mm-hmm. actually stay in bed and breakfast and one- and two-star tourist hotels and take land trans, take the buses, take land rovers and go through the country and see the country and enjoy the sceneries, go commune with the orangutans. You know, it's, it's a wonderful way to travel. So I'll see if I can make that happen, right? The, Expensive okay. part of the trip is to fly to Singapore, where we're going to start the trip. So I'm going to meet up with her in Singapore, and then we'll go through Malaysia and Thailand and, and maybe even Cambodia. We'll try and do it for less than $25 a day. Well, that's an exciting trip. Yes. Uh, okay, here's from Eric Smith. He wants to know, did Yao Man like playing with returning players more or with all newbies? Now, let's put the results aside. Uh, do you did you like playing with all the new people better than with uh, all stars? I would rather play with all new people. Now, how about this? Do you like Survivor better with all new people, or do you like when they bring back returning players? Like all new people, all new people. Yes. Yeah. See, the problem with returning people is that you have a particular expectation from them, right? Mm-hmm. You sort of think you know what they're going to do, and it may or may not be true. But then, you know, sort of the element of surprise and so on, there's a different expectation. I don't like that. I mean, I'd rather be, be completely new. Who would you want to see them bring back that they've never brought back before? Is there anybody that you think would be great to see them have again that they have not brought back? I couldn't think of any offhand. Yeah. What about Shambo? Yeah, I, I can't think of anybody. I think <laughs> I'm a big Shambo fan. She's very un- underrated. Uh, okay, and one one last question. Let, let's talk about Ron Chan wants to know, if Dreams offered you the car back, would you take it? Now, this is a pre-owned. Now, uh, here's if he comes to he says, you know what, yeah, man, I've, I've come to my senses now. I want you to have this car back. No, not at five dollars a gallon in 
California. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, that was you were you were smart because you knew you uh, maybe knew that uh, oil prices were going to be on the rise. Gets eight miles to the gallon. Okay, I don't drive any cars with less than forty miles to a gallon. <laughs> this car was a money pit. Yeah, I mean, my family would disown me. You know that. <laughs> um, you know. Uh, the the whole thing with uh with dreams uh with the car you know something that I, that I've wondered uh how come you had to give him the car right there how come you weren't allowed to say to him okay how about this you give me the immunity at final four and then you get the car well no I didn't I mean that was the stupidity on my part right that that was a really bad move on my part in honesty I should have waited waited until the very last challenge, right? Because I know that the last challenge is usually some kind of an endurance thing, right? Yeah. That's how it ha- really usually happened. Uh, and I was just too quick. I was just playing a chess game where I look too many steps in front, uh, which was a mistake in this case, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was trying to buy protection, right? Of the people left, everybody I have beaten in in challenges and when I look around me and I say in the end it will be an endurance challenge I could beat all these other people the only one I have doubt is dreams so I should make a deal to to buy an insurance with him right that was the car deal mm-hmm. I should have waited until the very last challenge during the challenge right when we were hanging yeah. there or whatever right and turn to him and say Hey, buddy! If you let go, I'll give you the car right now. Yeah, that would have been better, better play, right? He would have done yeah, that. And would that have been allowed? Were you allowed to do it that way? We were. We were. We oh. made it to you. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that's a good. Well, hindsight's twenty twenty. That's the the problem with Survivor. I don't want to think about this anymore, right? <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> yeah. sleepless nights. <laughs> <laughs> well, I let me just say that there is a uh, a really great explanation of all of that in uh, w- one of the f- good friends of the show, AJ Mass, in his book "How Fantasy Sports Explains the World." He actually interviewed you for that. Uh, and uh, you give a very a very good synopsis of you know what happened and what you were thinking about that. Uh, and uh, I highly recommend it to uh, anybody who's uh, you know more interested in, in uh, hearing about that. Well, I don't know why I show up in strange places, strange books. <laughs> why? What other books are you in? Yeah, I was in another book that is uh, oh I forgot what the name of it is, and and I'm trying to buy I. Should... Fifty Shades of of Grey. Oh, I I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I'm looking at my Amazon wish list, and the book is called. Uh, hmm. Oh, my fair lazy. <laughs> my fair lazy. Dy. By a woman I'm, <laughs> by the name of Jan J E N Lancaster. Yeah. And there's a chapter about Survivor, and 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 I'm in it. So, okay, it's supposed to be a funny uh, <laughs> book. Yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, well, Yao Man, uh, I have some good news for you tonight for appearing with us here today on uh, Rob Has a Podcast. Uh, you will receive. You'll be the the first Survivor to receive a a very special gift. All of the Survivors appearing on the show this season will get a tundra hat. Uh, are, are you? Do you know what this is? A tundra hat? 
I have no idea what is the time. Oh. I'm not going to be Alaska anywhere time soon. So. <laughs> well, What's yes, t- okay. Tundra Hat. This is uh, uh, the w- the winner of Survivor Exile Island. Otis. Okay, that, now now I know. Okay. His co- I know. his company Except Tundra Hat. Design uh, of his his hats. Yes. I've yes, Otis. He, he is supplying us with a uh, all of our Survivor guests this season. With a uh, a tundra hat for appearing on Rob has a podcast. Uh, if you too would like an amazing tundra hat, and I got mine today, go to robhasatundrahat.com. And yeah, man, if you uh, if you tell us uh, which one you want, we'll send you out a a tundra hat and uh, take take a picture, and uh, we'll send it to Otis. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and you get a, a, a free tundra hat just for appearing on Rob has a podcast. Thank you. Yes. Uh, so, uh, if you want to, if you want to keep up with Yao Man, uh, check out. Go over to previously on Survivor. Just type it in Facebook up uh, up at the top. And a- anything else you're working on? Uh, no. Uh, previously on Survivor is a close group, and you have to oh. ask to join. But we are not very exclusive. Yes. One can join. <laughs> <laughs> you have a, a one strike policy that the, you get in, and then uh, if you act like a knucklehead, then you're out. Well, we have let a few, cont- uh, you know, uh, apologetic tri- uh, knuckleheads if they <laughs> do something wrong and apologize, we let them back in. <laughs> okay, as long as you see the error of your ways, then you then you could come back, and that's a that's a very good way to uh, to do it. Yeah, man, will you ever join Twitter? I have a Twitter account, but I never use it because. Uh, it. I'm so verbose and so wordy. I cannot <laughs> say anything I need to say in 144 characters. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, some. Yes. Well, don't deprive us with only 140 characters. In my post, I mean, it's always long, right? Because I want to <laughs> po- get my point across. I cover all contingencies, so I don't want people arguing with me. Why don't I make my point? So. Yes. Uh, and yeah, man. One last question: Who is going to win Survivor Philippines? I don't know, but when in doubt, I'm going to say Abby Maria. Abby Maria, oh, you're very, you're very taken with Abby Maria. I told you, I'm. I have a Brazilian women's fetish. So, <laughs> yes. Well, I don't think you're alone in that. Oh, I'm glad. Oh well, that's not good. <laughs> I thought I'm unique. So <laughs> maybe you could sit down with Denise sometime and work that out. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, man, thank you so much uh, for being so generous uh, with your time. And uh, yeah, I will uh, hit you up and uh, figure out how to get you your Tundra hat. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you for having me on again. I hope uh, I didn't screw this up too much. And uh, <laughs> Absolutely not. Fun. Don't take anything yeah. I say seriously, except the part about Abby Maria. <laughs> <laughs> Well done, yeah, man. I'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody. There you have it. That was Yao Man Chan here with great, us great. back Thank on you. Rob Has a Podcast. Great job there by uh, Yao Man. Just two quick things before we get to your comments. Uh, number one, got a some big podcasts coming up in the near future, stuff that I'm very excited about. What I'm going to tell you about here is what we're going to do on Tuesday – Normally, we do Rob Has a Web Show live at 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Tuesdays. And usually there we cover The Amazing Race and preview the upcoming episode of Survivor. But 
That we're going to push that all aside this upcoming week when we have the return of the one and only Misting Man himself. Yes, Dan Geesling returns to Rob as a podcast this upcoming Tuesday. I will also do a special podcast. I will cover the amazing race in another spot. I'm not sure exactly when that's going to be up for you guys. Just keep tuning in to robhasawebsite.com and you can find out when that next Amazing Race podcast is going to be up. It probably won't be a live one, but I'll cover the Amazing Race somehow for you guys. And then uh, we will talk with Dan in that usual spot there on Tuesday. So lots of good stuff. And for you football fans out there, if you're not playing on DraftStreet.com, you are missing out. You want to make sure if you check out RobHasAWebsite.com slash DraftStreet. They are giving money away. If you sign up for Draft Street, make an account, you could play in a league every single weekend with this football, play for $5, $10, have a chance to win 100 or whatever the prize is for the given league. And whatever money you deposit in, they will give you 40% extra on top of that. That's at robhasawebsite.com slash draftstreet. Use the promo code RHAP to make sure you get your bonus. And it's lots of fun. I'm doing it every weekend. Uh, one one time I almost did good, but uh, that is the story of my life, not just on uh, DraftStreet.com. So here we go. Let's get into some of the things that you guys are saying. Well, let's start with what the survivors are saying because the survivors are on Twitter. Uh, they have no filter. They're just out there saying whatever pops into their f- smartphone, uh, and here they go. And we got a lot of stuff from the newer survivors here. Uh, getting very fired up here. Troy Zan, we talked about him. He's going to be a tweeter we're going to be following all season long here because he's got a lot to say. He's very fired up when he watches the episodes. So we talked about last week he was not a fan of Roxy uh, in the game and uh, not taking too kindly to what Russell Swan was up to after the challenge. Troy Zan tweets, Jesus Christ does not, all caps, N-O-T, give a S about Hashtag Survivor Philippines, Russell. Hashtag more crazy Christians. Just interesting uh, to note that Troyzan is just all over Twitter talking about this. Just something interesting to be uh, following as we're going along. And then Troyzan had Pete Buddy. He tweets at Pete Yurkowski. Pete Buddy, you got to give it a little more oomph. This is my island. It's supposed to be yelled. Ha ha. So Troyzan, you know, the new the new survivors come in and they're very vocal. Uh, Colton Cumby says, I feel confident that me, Angie Layton, and Sonia Christopher could beat Russell Swan and Stephanie LaGrosa in a challenge. So Colton ta- throwing some smack at Russell Swan, saying he could beat him in challenges. Uh, Cochran, he was on the Twitter last night. He said, instead of impressing my future grandchildren with war artifacts... I'm going to force them to admire my vast collection of Survivor buffs. Okay, starts innocently enough until Survivor Shannon shows up. And he says, you have to have sex first to get grandchildren, my son. LOL. Uh, and Survivor uh, Cochran wrote back to Survivor Shannon. Oh, is that how it works? Forget it then. Okay, so uh, Cochran is getting, he doesn't need Denise to be a sex therapist on Twitter. He has Survivor Shannon explaining how everything uh, goes ahead and uh, works out. And then uh, speaking of Denise, Rob's Taboo Buzzer on Twitter, he says, uh, Dear Malcolm, WHW, and Denise, Rob Sesternino said it best on hashtag RHAP. It's not your fault. 
when bad tribes happen to good people, hashtag buzz. So we'll, we'll buzz Rob's taboo buzzer there. Uh, yeah, that's a good way, good way to get on the show when you quote me, especially when I say something nice about a survivor and tell the survivors what I say. I know a lot of people are on it if I say something negative about one of the survivors, very quick to go and tell the survivor what I said. Rarely does it happen, oh, at Rob Sesternino said this nice thing about you. That real the Twitter people never never really to pass that message along. It's always like, oh, did you hear what at Rob Sesternino said about you on the podcast? And t- often, off a on at times, sometimes it's misquoted or out of context, or I said it, you know, with a smile, and it was the message not relayed with a smile. So uh, you could s- tell people when I say nice things too. Twitter, that's that's all I'm saying to the listeners. Of this, the wonderful listeners of this podcast. Uh, we got a lot of comments on the artist podcast. You guys love hearing from Otis. Uh, I, you know, I'll have him back on every season. You guys like, uh, hearing from him. Glenn Holford, one of our new bloggers on robhasawebsite.com, he says, I can't decide what's more exciting about this podcast. The debut of a Penner impression, the authoritative ranking of ugliest survivor contestant ever. Specific instructions on how much to bombard the Indiana governor's debate with dumb internet survivor questions? Too much value, Rob. Well, to be fair, I don't know if we did decide the ugliest survivor contestant ever. I think that I was against doing such a thing on the show. Speaking of the Indiana governor's debate, Rupert was in the televised debate, and I heard Rupert was holding his own. I have not heard, though... Any word from the governor's office or the future governor's office, Rupert Boneham's campaign about a potential appearance on Rob Has a Podcast. I think this would be a very smart and savvy move from Rupert's people to try to get the word out to the uh, many, many listeners of Rob Has a Podcast. Uh, Caesar Guzman Jr. loved it when Aris uh, said 50 Shades of Great. He says, uh, that's why I love Adas. Uh, and Mo NYC fact checks me a bit here on my. Uh, I said that the Facts of Life did not have a big syndication run. Mo NYC says Rob Facts of Life totally had a syndication run. It was on at five thirty after Different Strokes on Fox Five in the eighties slash nineties. Okay, I stand. I stand corrected. I did not know my fa- Facts of Life trivia like Mike Scoopin. Uh, over on Facebook on our Facebook fan page, Kurt with a K said. With all these winners on the podcast, I think it's time for Sophie to return. Her interviews easily are some of the most awkward, confusing, and amusing in the history of the podcast. Yeah. Well, so I enjoy Sophie G. Clark. I would love to uh, talk to her later on in the season. And uh, if you guys want to hear another Sophie cast, uh, we can certainly set that up. I mean, I take my cues from you guys as to who you want on the podcast. I posted a thread on Facebook about a week ago and I asked people who do you, who do you want and there's a lot of the usual suspects but you know if there are people that we've never had on the podcast before and they are accessible uh, you know I'm always open to trying to find new people that we haven't had on the show. I like to, you know, mix it up, you know, something old, something new, uh, you know, that whole thing. So if you have people that are, you know, people that we have not normally had on the show or, you know, I don't want to keep repeating the same guests, but I like to mix in the people that were great guests. So let me know on Twitter who are the people that you want to hear from. 
And, uh, you know, it doesn't hurt to get the ball rolling if you want to copy, you know, at reply that person on Twitter, working on some uh, some good shows uh, because of stuff like that. So it doesn't hurt. So that's going to do it for the podcast for this week. Big week, as usual, coming up on Rob as a Podcast. Thank you so much to our head of interns this week, Brandon Bryce. The next head of interns is going to be Kevin Donnelly. Uh, hope you guys all enjoyed the show today. Let me know, of course, in the comments and on Twitter what you thought of the show, what we could be doing better, what you liked, what you laughed at, all that stuff. I love hearing it. Love getting to connect with you guys. So uh, keep it up. Makes the show so much more fun for me. So that being said, we're going to uh, close it out here. We'll be back with you. Uh, I will have an amazing race podcast uh, for you guys sometime in between now and when we talk to Dan Giesling on Tuesday on Robert's podcast. Have a great weekend, everybody. All the best to you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.